Hi friends! Welcome to Tabi Tabi Podcast. I am your host, Ethan, and this podcast is dedicated to presenting Philippine traditional stories from monsters to tales, gods and goddesses, hunting locations, and more. There is something for everyone. Hi there! Welcome back. Welcome to the first episode of Season 6. Hello to the Kalugs who have stuck around since the beginning, and hi to the new listeners. Hopefully, everyone is doing alright, and if you're not, take a step back, take a breather, and collect your thoughts. You can do it. Now, before we move on with the topic, let me thank the wonderful patrons supporting the podcast. So a huge thanks to the Kalags under the Multu tier. Shout out to Stephanie E, Terence C, Alyssa, Jen G, and Christina N. For the Kalags under the Tao tier, a huge thanks and shout out to Veronica R, Michelle G, Jordan, Lee, Star, Mona, her daughter Luna, Carl, Bunkers, and Viren A. Thank you so very very much for your support and I hope you like the benefits of your current year. And hey, if you dear listeners want to become a Multo or Tao patron to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod. And for the amount of $2 or $5, you can have early access to ad-free episodes, exclusive updates, and more. So join us and check the tier that fits your interest. So with that said, settle in my dear listeners and let's begin. So Ethan, what specific topic are we going to talk about today? Well, I figured we'd begin with deities, just like what we did on Season 5. Now, the Aswang project featured a list of Visayan deities separated into regions and then ethno-linguistic groups. There are actually a lot of them, but because my father was from Palompon Leyte, which is in eastern Samar, I'll focus there. As mentioned in the season 5 finale, our focus this time is on Visayan lore. So according to Wikipedia, the Visayas or the Visayan Islands are one of the three major geographical divisions of the Philippines, along with Luzon and Mindanao. It is located in the archipelago's middle region and comprises various islands that mostly surround the Visayan Sea. While the Visayas are considered the northeast extremity of the entire Sulu Sea. The Visayan people make up the majority of its population. Panay or Panay, Negros, Cebu, Bohol, Leyte, and Samar are the major islands of the Visayas. The region may also include the provinces of Palawan, Rumblon, and Masbate, whose populations identify as Visayan, whose languages are most closely related to other Visayan languages than to the major languages of Luzon. Waray, also known as Waray-Waray, is an Austronesian language native to Eastern Visayas and the Philippines' fifth most spoken native regional language. It is the Waray people's native language and the second language of the Abaknon people of Kapul or Kapul of northern Samar and some Cebuano-speaking people of western and southern Leyte Island. It is the third most spoken Visayan language trailing only Cebuano and Hiligaynon. Unfortunately, I couldn't find much information about the deities that I'm about to share today. Nevertheless, I'll try my best to present them the best way I can. The first six beings or deities I'm going to mention are categorized as immortal. What do we mean by that? 
Well, being immortal or having immortality means you have eternal life, being exempt from death, or has an unending existence. So, who knows? Maybe these six are still out there. Let us begin. Let's start with the Waray's greatest divinity, Makapatag Malaon. So, Makapatag Malaon has both male and female aspects. The male aspect is makapatag, which means leveler, and is described as being fearless and destructive. This is in contrast with the female form known as malaon, which means ancient one, a goddess of insight or understanding. The next god on the list is badadum. Considered to be the guide of the dead, Badadum gathers the souls of the recently deceased and leads them to the mouth of a river in the lower realm to meet their family. Next, we have the Hamurawan Lady. She is a deity of Hamurawan Spring in Borongan who bestow healing abilities on the waters. According to other reports, the Hamurawan Lady is also known as the Lady in White. This lady in white is featured in Borongan's Padulong Festival. It is said that this lady in white, much as the same as the Hamurawan lady, used to visit the Hamurawan spring, endowing its waters with the amazing ability to heal the locals. Next, we have Berbinota, a beautiful goddess who governs the island of Birit, the formations of which were formed during a war or battle of the gods. The described formation is known as the Biri Island Rock Formation. According to the Inquire.net, the tale of Berbinota was probably inspired by the close likeness of Magsapad's left side to the silhouette of a lovely woman with long flowing hair. Because according to folklore, the town gained its name from this mythical woman. Lastly, for the immortal category, we have Makaandog. An epic giant hero who was friends with sea spirits and was able to command wildlife and fish. He is thought to be the first inhabitant and ruler of Samar for five centuries. Eventually, he was immortalized as a fishing deity. Makaandog was mentioned in an article or study uh, titled Juan Pusong the Filipino Trickster Revisited by Don V. Hart and Harriet E. Hart. And this is what's written in the article or study. A major mythical figure in Eastern Samar is the benevolent giant known as Makaandog. According to our informants, he was the first inhabitant of Samar and also the founder of Buruigan. I'm sorry if I, I pronounced that incorrectly. He had supernatural powers, an enormous appetite, and it was said that his adventures in Eastern Samar explains many local landmarks. For example, the indentations in the coral where the sinkers of his fishnet rested and his footprints can still be seen in certain rocky coastal formations. Now, many stories are told by the older people of Lalawigan and Boroigan about Makaandog. It is not unusual that some pusong tales would adhere to this cycle. Let's move on to the mortals. What are mortals? Well, any living being that can be subjected to death. So while these are still deities or I guess beings, they are I guess subjected to death because they are categorized as mortals. Now in this category, we are going to go back to Makaandog. 
because majority of the beings mentioned here are kinda related to this giant man. Let's begin. Makaan Dog's mother wasn't named, but was described as a gigantic being whose head alone is as large as a hill. She lived in Mount Hurao in the middle of Samar with her husband, Makaan Dog's father, who was also not named. The father was described to be more powerful than his sons, including Makaan Dog. Moving on, Makaan Dog has 10 or 11 giant siblings and one of them is Igsabod or Igsabod who is also friends with the sea spirits. Another one of Makaan Dog's siblings is said to be the first inhabitant of Leyte named Tigalhong. Banog Barigos is one of Makaan Dog's siblings who is believed to have become the first aswang. Now Makaan Dog has a wife named Yugang. And Yugang is said to be associated with the gold loom. They have 9 to 12 children, and one of them inherited their father's strength in magic, and that lucky child is Dawisan. Then there's Paula Tomaribo. Paula Tomaribo is now believed to be a giant wife, but of who? I couldn't determine if she was Makaandog's wife or another being's wife. However, in some stories, they say that she was said to be the sister of Makaandog, while in another tale, she was told to be of Moro ancestry. Then there's this deity who kainging farmers offer food named Delbora, and she is the wife of Delalaman. Delalaman is a giant who defeated a priest in a challenge. What's the challenge about? I don't know. <laughs> Delalaman remained faithful to the old faith and was never baptized, just like Makaandog and the other ancestors. Baptized to what religion? I honestly don't know as well. <laughs> we have another deity who punishes those who speak of him and his name is Pagsabihon. I don't know if it means that you are gonna get punished if you talk to him speak about him, or speak of his name in general. Also, fun fact, Pagsabihon in Bicol is kind of like to tell me. So, I don't know if it's similar to the Visayan. Please tell me about it. And lastly, we have Sanghid, who wove cloth on a gold loom with supernatural speed. It was also believed that Sanghid has the power to move back the sun. And that concludes the first episode of Season 6. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned something new. This was a bit short, unfortunately, and I'm sorry I really couldn't find any information or sources for these deities, but it was still fun to learn about them, and so I hope you had fun and you learned something. If you're interested in becoming a patron to support the podcast, then head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod to get early access, exclusive updates, bonus episodes, and more. I've already produced 10 exclusive content that you'll find only on Patreon. The latest is about the Tres Marias and you can listen to it for $5 under the Tao tier. Or you can also give me a tip at ko-fi.com slash tabitabipod. Thank you to my patrons and to you my dear listeners. Thank you for continuously supporting the podcast. Please stay safe. So thanks for listening to Tabi Tabi Podcast with me, Ethan. Join me next time when I discuss more Visayan lore. Bye!
Tabi Tabi Podcast is written, researched, produced, and hosted by me, Ethan, with music by Kevin MacLeod titled The Path of the Goblin King. Sources for this podcast can be found on Tabi Tabi Podcast's Facebook page. For more updates, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tabi Tabi Pod. See you guys next time for a brand new episode. Bye!